it's pretty direct. It's like, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Uh, uh, it's, it's, pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty damn direct. Oh, uh, God. Um, Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ultimate Musical Theater Brackets Season 4, Opening Numbers. My name is Alex Schneidman. Hello. I just wanted to say, just jump in here to say that we had some technical difficulties in the first part of the recording. So uh, one of our judges, his whole introduction got lost. Um, I'll leave you to guess what my response to what he said means, um, but you'll hear that later. Um, this also means that the first discussion of matchups got lost as well. Um, that is between, oh my God, you guys, and I hope I get it from a chorus line. Um, but I'll leave in what Mariah said, uh, cause that part of the recording was kept, but that's it. Enjoy the episode. Hello everyone. Welcome to this week's version of, uh, the ultimate musical theater brackets podcast. Uh, we have an excellent panel of new judges and we've got uh, 14 songs to get through because we already have one lock uh, in the heights locked out hello from the book of mormon uh, which i did predict at the end of last week's podcast for listeners at home mariah did say that i was dumb but i was correct um our guests this week include mariah who is sitting beside me and and is back once again but three incredible new judges who all live together in the great big city of new york uh, let's start with Eddie. Say hi, Eddie. Hello, Alex. Uh, glad to be back. Uh, do, do I do I do a whole uh, who I who I am? You don't have to do a whole thing, uh, but I like <laughs> I like glad to be back because this is your second appearance on the on on the pod, which is funny because the other two people who who are on the pod today, uh, Max and John are actual musical theater people and eddie is just a guy i was just gonna say that you know i i i've been here before and i've prefaced in the past that um i'm not a musical theater person and that i'm go i'm going in uh, to these things blind but that no longer okay i uh i am now an expert i have seen wicked on broadway and uh i'm ready to uh come at this with with um everything that i've got max say hi all right. Hello, I'm Max. I am uh, roommates with John and Eddie, but I am also ex-roommates with Alex Schneidman. And I'm a longtime listener, first-time guest. It is a joy to be here. Thank you. Uh, oh, and I, if I can pick a gripe really quickly, Alex does this thing where uh, he'll ask people to be on this podcast who self-proclaim know nothing about musical theater. And I'm like, what's the point? It's like you're listening to a basketball podcast and they're like having people on it who are like, man, I don't know much about sports, but I really like it when they make those goals. Uh, so I'm very excited to be on this podcast and I love you. And John? <laughs> Thank wow, you, John. a very a very unique <laughs> Northwestern uh, alumni. Um, to respond to Max's uh, uh, slanderous charge, um, not all people who see musical theater are musical theater experts. Uh, in fact, most people who see musical theater are not musical theater experts. Uh, and the only way that this craft and this profession and this industry will survive is if the tent widens and we include more people and more perspectives. 
Okay, so uh, you might notice that there are four judges on this week's pod. Uh, the way we're going to do the voting this time around is Mariah, Eddie, and Max will all have three votes. They can choose to give one or two or maybe even all three of those votes to John in a given matchup. John cannot have more than three votes in a matchup, but uh, that's how it's going to work. So it'll still be total nine votes through between the four people. Um, they can hang on to their votes. They can transfer them, whatever. But they can only go from Mariah, Max, or Eddie to John. They can't go from Eddie to Max or Max to Mariah, whatever. Um, and that's how that's going to work. Now we're going to move on to our first matchup between I Hope I Get It from a Chorus Line and Oh My God, You Guys from Legally Blonde. Who would like to go first? Looks like Mariah's got something to say. So I'm going to preface this all with I'm not giving a majority of my votes to Oh My God, You Guys, but we haven't talked about it yet. And I want to quickly sing some of his praises. Um, we talked before about how an opening number helps to like teach your audience the language of the show and also teach like this is the kind of story we're going to watch and like this is how you can absorb the storytelling and I think there are a lot of moments in oh my god you guys that like we sort of overlook but actually do that in a really important way like the it's very minor but like that joke that they make in the beginning about like um, she's trapped in the old, Va old Valley Mill and Bruiser Barks and they're like the Old Valley Mall teaches us that we're not grounded in realism right and there's going to be moments where these like magic little things happen and these big jumps in location and time happen very very quickly like we're at the sorority house now we're at the mall and that's going to keep happening over and over um i think it really quickly sets up like one tonally like the music that we're going to hear but also um we really quickly understand like who l and who warner are so that Elle gets an introduction that's like just for her. And then we can get into the action right away of the show of not getting the proposal and then wanting to go to Harvard. And we get to do that like immediately without wasting extra time. Um, I also think that, or we'll just go on to it and say that. Um, I also like that we start with everybody but Elle to show that the world she, the world that she's coming from and why people judge her. But we get introduced to her in this really sentimental um, and also like way where we see why other people love her and also that she's quite smart, right? This thing of the half loop stitch on China Silk very quickly shows us that like Elle is used to making arguments and using evidence and not letting people trick her for the sake of like who she thinks she is, which is a lot of ground to cover in one number. Um, I can't find any faults and I hope I get it as an opening number which is why I still want to give it like I want it to be more of an an ultimate musical theater opening than oh my god you guys but I think there's a lot of stuff that we don't give it credit for other than like being a catchy song that do a lot of things really well for the show okay so we're gonna vote on the matchup between I Hope I Get It and Oh My God, You Guys. Uh, remember the rules about uh, John and, and you can send votes his way. Um, but we're going to start with Mariah. Two to I Hope I Get It. One to Oh My God, You Guys. Max? 
I'm going to follow Mariah's lead and do two to God, I hope I get it. And one to, oh my God, you guys. Eddie. I'm going to give two to, oh my God, you guys. And then I'm going to donate my other vote to John uh, out of uh, respect for that song, but also apathy towards it winning or not. John. I think it's got, I think it's got to go to, I hope I get it. I think it does. Okie. Okie dokie. Oh, hold on. Uh, something is messed up here. I've always thought you had an abacus behind you. You know, like, I wondered how you did the math <laughs> so quickly. He's down there, Max. The abacus. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got an abacus. He's, he's got a pocket abacus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I... Oh my God, you guys. Uh, sorry, I hope I get it. Won the public vote 59 to 41. Uh, about 6 to 4. Makes sense. Um... And uh, what that means is I hope I get it only needed three total votes to get over the hump uh, in all the conversions and when the math maths and the abacus gets, you know, slid. Um, And you guys give it five. So five to four on the podcast. Uh, We have a grand total summation of 58% to 42% in favor of I hope I get it. And uh, oh my God, you guys, we barely got to talk about on this bracket, but made it very far but all it got was love a lot of love today that's true a lot of love but what did we do for love (laughs) (laughs) now that is a question for next week when i hope i get it goes up against in the heights next up we have uh company from company versus willkommen from cabaret wow a death match Mm, i have things to say about this yes john there's there's like I don't know I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm going to call it a pet peeve. Uh when a when a, when a musical theater opening number says welcome or come here or like we're going to do a show for you. I think the only one that can like does it semi-effectively is Wilkeman from Cabaret, but I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit of a cop out because like if you're sitting, if like, like I'm coming from the perspective of a writer, I'm sitting down, I'm like, how am I going to get into this show? How am I going to be like, this is the world of the show we're building. This is the question the show is going to ask. Here's what we're going to do here. Um, and then I just like, well, what's the opening number? Welcome. We're going to do a show. Like, I don't know. I think Cabaret works in that it is Cabaret and it's kind of in a performance space. So it is setting you up for the world in which the show lives, which is this like kind of semi diegetic performance and semi like we're in a musical. The The reason why I think uh, Welcome In uh, works is because um, the, the, the arc of the show um, makes it so that the, 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 the rise of the Nazis um, in, in Germany during the third Reich feels like um, a background thing that ultimately becomes the point of the show. Cabaret in general has some of the sexiest grooves I've ever heard in music period. And oh. I, I think that Wilkeman is, is like top of the list for me. Uh, it, just seducing you into this weird, nasty, dark, uh, cavernous place. Also, Alan Cumming is a babe. I love that man. Uh, and he owns that song. And the amount of character and the amount of fun that he's having in that song 
overshadows what in company I feel like is, um, you know, Sondheim doing his amazing thing where he is has all these like counterpoints between all these different vocalists. Um, but it just ultimately doesn't uh, mean as much to me as uh, emotionally as what's going on in, in Wilkeman. Mariah? I I don't know which one I'm going to vote for. I'm like really evenly split right now. But I also want to speak back to John's point about like the welcoming songs and like that being a pet peeve. And like, yes, I hate when a show is like, welcome to the story. And they open up a treasure chest on stage and like stuff comes out like not that. But this song is not like magic to do. <laughs> like this song. <laughs> or hello. Of- or, or hello. Yes, I, but I think I think the purpose of this song in 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 doing it this way, like in saying welcome and saying hello, is because we are watching a lot of performances in the show that are performances within the performance. And for those to feel intimate, there has to be a little bit of a breaking of the wall. Like they need to start the show being like, we see you and you can see us, right? And like, the only way you can really do that is to say that, right? But like we have to to balance that that darkness that Eddie's talking about, right? There has to be something besides the sexy. There has to be something that makes us feel like we're a little too close to what's going on. And the only way that's going to happen in a show in a show being performed by performers about performing is to say like you can see us too and we are going to talk to you. And you have to start that way. Just very quickly to respond to that, yes, I think absolutely that this this show, of all of the shows that do the welcome to the show, it makes the most sense for Cabaret to do it for precisely that reason. But also, what else does it do? Like, I feel like it just repeats that over and mm-hmm. over again. I think this is a number that is making me feel conflicted because I think it's one you have to see to understand what that added piece is. Right, because that's fair. Songs it's very aren't written to just be written; they are written to be performed. And like this one, you need to have the performance. And I think everybody can have their own vote on like how much that means to them. For me, that's why I'm a little like. Uh... Max, do you do you have anything? If not, I'm gonna force all of you to vote. No, I definitely I definitely do have stuff. Like I think Cabaret does a really great job of pres- breaking that fourth wall immediately, and I think it establishes the rules really clearly. However, I do just as a listener, I find it repetitive. And by the time that we get to company, even the original Broadway cast album from 1970, that groove and that ensemble, it just kind of slaps. It really hits a really strong groove. And I think because of that, it makes me more excited to see the rest of the show. We're going to vote. Mariah. I am going to give... One vote to company, one vote to Vilkeman, and I'm going to donate one vote to John. Max? I was going to do exactly what Mariah did. One vote to company, one vote to Vilkeman, and one vote to John. Are you still doing that? Yes. I would like to okay. do that, if it's allowed. It's 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 allowed. Eddie? All three votes to Vilkeman, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Stand strong. <laughs> and John. I've got two votes. You've got two votes. Um, 
I think if I'm going to stand by everything I just said, I have to give both of my votes to company. In total, that is four votes for company and five votes for Willkommen. Let's see when the math maths, what happens? You should have like a little calculator sound effect. like We can hear the abacus. <laughs> you should actually sample John doing that just now. <laughs> Sorry, I'll give, I'll give you a clean version. Yeah, music guy. That was actually really good. (laughs) Thank you. I have a bachelor's in music. (laughs) Um, Okay, so uh, Will Common beat company in the public vote. It beat it basically six to four, 60-40. Wow. And with you guys giving it a majority of your votes, uh, it advances to the next round um, where it will meet the winner of a matchup we will discuss later between the Circle of Life and Good Morning Baltimore. So, Will Cummin proceeds. Company dies. Rip. <laughs> Rip. Okay. Moving on now to uh, the opening number from Sweeney Todd, The Ballad of Sweeney Todd Part 1 or whatever it's called, mm. and uh, the prologue from Ragtime. Mm. Uh, I mean, what, what an amazing matchup. <laughs> But two truly iconic songs that could take this competition, yeah. both of them. Absolutely. Could be the final. Uh, I mean, I th- I have more to say, but you guys can also have your opening statements. Um, I Well, I want to open this one by telling you that Stephen Flaherty is aware of this bracket. Um, and I told him that I would like Prologue of Ragtime to win. Um, and another thing that is that is something that i i don't know this this is like relatively common knowledge for people that like know a lot about musical theater but but <clears throat> ragtime was a sh- <clears throat> oh my god ragtime was a show that was uh like it was going to be a musical and various uh musical writing teams auditioned to write the score for ragtime mm-hmm. and one of those teams was Aaron's and Flaherty and one of the songs they wrote to win that show was the prologue. It w- it's almost the same as it was when they wrote it to audition for the score. And the other song that they wrote, uh, uh, um, among others, was Wheels of a Dream. So just like snaps for Aaron's and Flaherty for like being like, hey, ragtime, I know how it would make a great musical. Let me write two of the most iconic songs in the musical theater canon. I just, I this, this prologue ragtime is my pick to win the whole thing. So uh, it's just incredible. It's the, the way they interweave the stories together the melodies, the the like the way it starts was just solo piano. It's so good. And we were talking about this earlier. The fact that the choreography can just mm-hmm. be triangles of people walking around is is not only brilliant choreography, but it's a testament to how good the music is because you're just seeing ensembles of people interacting with each other. Walk! They are walking. They're just walking. <laughs> and you get applause. You get applause for people walking in triangles. And and that if brilliant. Sweeney Todd. Also, so so good. It's uh, it's always it's like I feel like I'm gonna see another Sondheim baby die today, and I'm sad about that um, because like we were t- we were talking about this earlier mm-hmm. as well that that like Sweeney Todd, it's like it's vibe, it's all vibe, right? I'm gonna jump on that. The uh, beginning of Sweeney Todd gives you, and he says this I think in finishing the hat, it gives you every little piece of music and melody that you're going to hear throughout the show. And so all the things that you hear, however, it's very muddled and I have a hard time 
trying to sparse out what am I, what exactly am I going to hear? Eddie, Mariah? No, you go. Oh. Um, so one of my favorite uh, types of art is uh, just like epics about America. Uh, I, I, I love I love Do the Right Thing, Nashville, Ragtime. Uh, there's just this, there's, it, it, it's, it just, the prologue is this sweeping epic in and of itself. It is just uh, an entire show contained in one song about just the 20th century of America. And it is this, it is this messy thing with anarchists and industrialists and musicians. And uh, they're all just interweaving and uh, bouncing off of each other. Very few songs uh, in the bracket uh, currently make me move as much as Ragtime does. Like there is, there is this infectious uh, desire to start moving around. Um, and I just think it's, it's brilliant. Mariah, if you've got anything. Oh yeah. Uh, just quick two things. Um, I love all this ragtime love because ragtime is also my girl to win it all. And we haven't been hearing the love on the podcast and this is it folks. Um, here's the thing. I'm scared of everything. I'm scared of the dark. I won't leave our apartment after 8 p.m. I'm scared of everything. I am not scared by this Queenie Todd opening. I find it incredibly comical. What I will say about Ragtime, just to add in, besides all the other wonderfulness, is that like, I love the mess that the song creates right in the middle of all of the different voices, of all of the different melodies, of like all the different sounds of these three groups of people, three communities that you get to know later. And then the story is like picking those out. Like it feels like it creates this big like knot and then you get to untangle it throughout the show. And then it feels like that, that finale, I think it could be a slightly different finale to, to really close the show, but it feels like that, that thing Max was saying about like the resting is that you hear all of those singularly, all of those sounds. It doesn't become that like, churning that happens but you need that churning for like and there were 94 years to go and like we're we're revving up to something great and like there is no more triumphant sound than that and i think that's what makes it so good okay we're gonna vote mariah i'm giving three to ragtime max i'm gonna give two to ragtime and uh one to sweeney todd eddie I'm going to give uh, two to Ragtime, and I'll let John decide what to do with the... Ragtime! Thank you for letting me vote <laughs> for Ragtime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is uh, eight to one in favor of Ragtime. And as the doobly-doo-doo-doo-doo occurs... Um, so Ragtime won the public vote, again, basically six to four. 60-40. Uh, uh, was were the percentages um it it launches far beyond the threshold it needs to uh to win this matchup when you guys give it eight and it wins uh basically 70 to 30 when the math maths now moving on we're going to decide which song ragtime is going to see in the next round as we talk about alexander hamilton for the first time and skid row from Little Shop of Horrors. Someone go first. 
I um I don't want to see two Lin Manuel Miranda songs in the bracket uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, make it to the like the to the next round. So I I have to go with Skid Row on this one. Um, I, I I also you know the first time you listen to Alexander Hamilton, it's a surprise, and it's like it's the it, the best the best. Uh, version of the song is the first time you hear it, um, because. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, like the, the the best version of the song is the first time you hear it because uh, we have all been listening, we've all listened to Hamilton hundreds of times over by this point, I believe, uh, and revisiting it for this bracket specifically, I think it is incredibly well done. Uh, but um, I also think that some of that magic has worn off if we're going to talk about i want to go back to mariah's thing songs that walked so others could run alexander hamilton is going to be that when people are making these pockets like when these things happen in like 30 years somebody is going to be like oh like all of these songs that do this thing i don't know i i've i've seen this that number performed a lot of times and it didn't get old <laughs> it didn't it didn't get old and like i know like I mean, it did get old for you eddie apparently but like i think i mean for the same reason that i stood behind company in terms of form shattering when we talk about form shattering it's not reinventing the wheel it's 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 not like blowing up the wheel and making your own thing it's like adjusting the wheel a little, a little bit to make it something that you never thought it could be and when Lin-Manuel Miranda at, w- decided to write a, a, a hip-hop musical about Alexander Hamilton. He understood the form of musical theater enough to inject it with this sound that wasn't musical theater and still have it work as a piece of theater. He understood how to create a contract with the audience. Mm-hmm. He understood that in order to make that contract with the audience, he had to make this music clear. He had to introduce a bunch of characters and he had to introduce a sound that a theater going audience wasn't used to. And him and Alex Lacamoire, who deserves a shout out for this entire score uh, and this song as well, um, do it so brilliantly. They, they have these long sections of, of rap, but Alexander Hamilton is not the fastest song. In fact, it has a pretty slow tempo Mm -hmm. because it's like, it's easing you into it. It's, a perfect opening for a blockbuster groundbreaking show. And it's up against a thing that I forgot skid row. Yeah. I'll start by saying, I'm not saying any of this because I'm in favor of skid row. I talked last week about how much I, all the things I dislike about it, but I think that Alexander Hamilton is like one of the worst songs in Hamilton Because, like, here's something that I've briefly talked about on the podcast before that I actually want to talk about now in response to what John just said. Everybody always talks about, like, Hamilton is a hip-hop musical. Hamilton is a rap musical, right? I think (laughs) the thing that people forget is, like, Hamilton is very much Lin-Manuel Miranda's specific interpretation of hip-hop and of rap. There are a lot of things that he does not include and does not do with the music that do not feel like true homages of understanding those genres. I think also because if you think about, even though it is a musical, if you think about people who we know in rap who 
who are great, great rappers because that is a skill and genre among it, them itself. Rapping the best songs in Hamilton. They don't sound great because it's it's not really rap. Like, and I think In the Heights is different because I think it takes the genre in a different, more actually more specific uh, form with a lot of the rap. Hamilton is is not necessarily like that for me. And it, it really, really bugs me because I think it is, I think to John's point, right? It was this idea of we have to put this musical up in front of a bunch of people who will pay for it, who do not like rap. And I think in that way, it actually dishonors the genre and a lot of musical choices that they make, which I actually find quite sad. But besides that, I don't love this specific opening not necessarily because of the the lyrics I think the lyrics actually do a lot to sort of suck us into like you're gonna hear a lot of stuff that you might not remember but you'll understand the vibe of everyone and that's what's important which you need to kind of get through Hamilton but I find it like a very strange tonal opening to the show I agree with Eddie's like the first the best time you hear this song is the first time you hear it because once you hear the other songs, it feels a little removed from them in a way that like I can't really describe. There's something about like the sort of like walking pedestrian part of it that feels tonally different in movement and in sound than the rest of the show for me. Um, but like, this is not to say that I don't care about any of the cons I said about Skid Row last week because I still feel all of those and also feel a lot of those for the similar reasons that I don't like Alexander Hamilton. Um, but I think that's just something to be to be said that like, yes, I, this was new. I don't find it a very um, authentic homage. We're going to vote. Okay. Mariah. I am going to give uh, one to each, and I'm going to give one of my votes to John. Max. I'm going to give three to Alexander Hamilton. Eddie. Um, I'm going to give uh, two to Skid Row, and then I'll give one to John. <laughs> For him, too. <laughs> I'm donating one to John. Okay, John. Uh, I'm going to give... I'm going to give two to Alexander Hamilton. Okay, so that's six to three. Um, the public vote was was split 68 to 32 in favor of Alexander Hamilton. Um, basically seven to three. Uh, with you guys giving it a majority of your votes, it goes to the next round where it will face ragtime. Next up is Bell. Uh, from Beauty and the Beast and Prologue from Into the Woods. I mean, look, Beauty and the Beast Prologue has I need six eggs, that's too expensive. That is very current to these times right now. But also, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast is a magical show. And the, you included Prologue and Bell, so it's the two tracks into one, correct? So it does tell the story of both of our protagonists from the start and these two very difficult journeys uh and i i have a soft soft spot in my heart for beauty and the beast i think uh it sets up our, our protagonist very well by hearing from everyone else but her and i think that's i think it's a wonderful example of uh how the community can give us some insight into our protagonist 
I think this is another example similar to Legally Blonde, which in this example, the prologue of Into the Woods uh, contains multitudes. It's a sequence rather than a number. Um, and I honestly don't know which way I would vote here because Into the Woods is incredibly iconic. It's incredibly economical with the way it introduces the character's wants and and desires and the tone of the show. But like the prologue to Beauty and the Beast is more of a like self like a self-contained number and song with like a really lovely melody and a really lovely vibe and and always an example of a great way to set up a world. Um, for me, I, I, I struggle with, um, Disney theatricals, um, a little bit because, um, I, well, I recently saw Lion King for the first time. Incredible. Very, very artful, um, uh, musical, um, and not, not like any of the other Disney theatrical musicals, but, um, even then, there is an there is a component to those shows where I feel like um, I am in Disneyland in the sense that I feel like I'm being sold a product, um, and I, I I don't I can't blame the songwriters for that, <laughs> um, and I I I just can't help but feel like there. It's something that is uh, something that I've seen before and that I, um, I don't I'm not as captivated by as what Stephen Sondheim is doing in uh, the prologue to Into the Woods. Mariah, and then we're actually going to vote uh, and I'll explain why in a second. I just have a real soft spot for the opening to Beauty and the Beast. I don't know why. I find it just like. Of the Disney openings, I find it, like, one of the best. And I don't really know why, but I just always picture that, like, the her walking through the town and, like, here and, like, you cut so quickly between, like, her own sweet perception of herself and everyone else's and this rejection that she gives to Gaston that you're set up to think, like, no one would do that helps define her for the rest of the story. And I just... I love it more than any other Disney opening, except for the opening to Hercules, which is not in here because Hercules has not done its Broadway version yet. Um, the opening, version, the opening to Hercules is the best Disney opening. I think into the <laughs> I think the opening to Into the Woods is one of my favorite Stephen Sondheim songs because it is that that like weird, very specific to the story, very lyrical, kind of strange, speaking its own language opening and it is like very epic and i forget whenever i listen to it how long it is but i always forget how long it is because it's so good so um a couple things bell and it's and the prologue of beauty and the beast was the most submitted song i when i asked for submissions to this uh bracket uh i think there are probably a couple reasons for that but it's surprising when you think about the other songs that we've spoken about today that you might think of as as being more popular another thing is neither of these songs have had to fight to get to this position they they have locked out their other songs uh through to this point so this is the first time we're actually voting on them that being said this matchup and the following two are not close uh and would need a, an incredible effort 
from one side to determine one of the songs in each matchup to be a winner. Um, so we're going to get straight to votes on this one. Mariah. Two to Into the Woods, one to Belle. Really? Yeah, and I don't want to. Really? But... <laughs> I'm, I, I'm shocked. I don't, because I because I am more interested in talking about the opening of Into the Woods than I am talking about Belle next week. I just like have this vision of you like singing Belle in the kitchen like you. I know, uh, I did it today. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, but I, okay. I don't know if I could talk about it more than I talked about it today. All right, uh, Max? I'm going to give two to Belle and one to Into the Woods. Uh, Eddie? I'm going to give three to Into the Woods. Okay, so that's six to three in favor of Into the Woods. Now, Into the Woods won the public vote 72 to 28. Oof, um, wow. And uh, it, only, it needs to get to 75 to be a lock, um, but it, it only needed one of you to give it one of, one of your votes. Uh, for <laughs> um, so it, end, it ends up winning 70 to 30. Now, speaking of Disney theatricals, We've got The Circle of Life from The Lion King versus Good Morning Baltimore from Hairspray. Um, because of what I said uh, in the last matchup, I feel like I um, want to just quickly say that I love The Lion King. <laughs> um, and I, 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 uh, um, I think the, the Circle of Life for my money is one of the best opening numbers on this bracket. Um, there is a world in which I would say it should win it all. Um, but I, there is just, there is just something that makes me want to cry when I hear uh, the circle of life. And it just reminds me of when Broadway was opening back up and there was that video of the cast of the Lion King, uh, doing, um, a table read, uh, their first time back, uh, and singing together, uh, and just the feeling of watching them sing those insane harmonies together. Um, just the way that that song builds on top of itself is something that I could never even begin to uh, understand, but there is just, it's just so moving and, and deeply affecting. Um, it, it all probably also has to do partly with the fact that the Lion King is, was one of my favorite Disney uh, movies growing up as a kid. That being said, Good Morning Baltimore is a bop. So, okay, I want to just jump in here because um, we actually, we haven't spoken about Good Morning Baltimore yet. Uh, it has also locked out its previous competitors. Um, but based on simply what Eddie just said, I can pretty much tell you it is not going to advance. So uh, if any of the remaining people would like to very briefly eulogize Good Morning Baltimore, feel free, and then we're going to vote. Mariah? I also think that Good Morning Baltimore does successfully um, that thing that I said, I think Little Shop of Horrors does unsuccessfully where it dives so deep into the genre that the the lyrics and the things that are said kind of fall away. I think that Hairspray is a great version of that where like every word kind of couldn't be another word and it's still done very artfully, but in a way that's very exciting and simple. Okay. Um... We are going to vote. Um, uh, Mariah. 
I'm giving three to Circle of Light. Max? I'm going to give... I'll give two to Circle of Life and one and one to John. Okay. Eddie? Um, I will give uh, two to Circle of Life and one to Good Morning Baltimore. And John, you have one vote. It's got to go Circle of Life. Okay, so we've got eight for the Circle of Life, one for Good Morning Baltimore. Um, as you can probably guess... Uh, the Circle of Life defeated Good Morning Baltimore 73 to 27 in the public vote. Uh, Circle of Life would have needed just one of you to vote for it at all for it to advance. Um, <laughs> and it ends up winning a total of 78 to 22. Now, the final matchup, um, which actually wasn't this much of a destruction until I put this matchup on Instagram. And uh, on Instagram, it became nearly a lock. The, another matchup got unlocked by Instagram. Um, I'll leave you to guess which one that was. And uh, this one was, was, was nearly locked. So it's between Tradition from Fiddler and Rent from Rent. Um, probably guess where the votes went on this one. But if anyone has anything to say, feel free. We haven't spoken about Tradition yet. Tradition one opens the show. It is fully the opening number. And secondly, it, it tells you what the show's about. There's that famous story. The show wasn't working until, you know, and they didn't have the opening number. And Jerome Robbins goes, what is this about? And they say, it's about tradition. And he goes, okay, that's your song. And I think it's the theme of the show. It encapsulates it perfectly. It introduces all of the populations, all of the conflicts within these populations. And most importantly, it invests us as an audience in Tevia's journey. Yeah, I think Tradition um, is such an incredible song, not just for how it opens Fiddler, uh, and but also it sense of humor in it that you wouldn't expect. Uh, mm. from Fiddler on the Roof. I also think that uh, tradition is kind of this magical thing where it just introduces you not just to a musical, but to a religion. Uh, and then Rent, um, I will say that Rent, I've never been a fan of Jonathan Larson's work. I respect him. I saw Tick, Tick, Boom. I, I really struggle with that show. Uh, and this opening number is just kind of indicative of the way that it it kind of pretends to be punk and pretends to be rock and roll. I, I don't begrudge anyone who loves it, but uh, I, I'm not the one. Uh, Mariah, John, if, if anything, then uh, we're going to vote. Um, going back to the walking and running, this feels like the like walk to ragtime. It's literally... Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, let's vote. Mariah Lorraine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it two to tradition, and I'll throw one to rent. Wow. I'll donate one to Red. <laughs> <laughs> um, With my history, going three to a uh, tradition. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give two to tradition, and then I'm going to ask John if I can give the third to tradition. <laughs> you may give the third to tradition. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, what that means, uh, tradition won this... 74 to 26. It was like mm. a couple votes away from having been a lock. Um, it only needed one vote. You guys gave it eight, uh, which means that in the, the, the grand total, that's French, um, <laughs> it 
it wins uh, 79 to 21. Now, uh, that's it. We've, we've rounded out our sweet 16, or sorry, we've rounded out our Elite Eight, our final eight songs. Um, from the top left of the bracket, we've got Alexander Hamilton against Ragtime from Ragtime, just two, two title tracks. Then we've got The Circle of Life from The Lion King versus Vilkamin from Cabaret. Then we've got Tradition from Fiddler on the Roof versus Into the Woods from Into the Woods. And in the bottom right, we've got In the Heights from In the Heights versus I Hope I Get It from A Chorus Line. Certainly some very, very heated matchups. I was expecting uh, a lot of this round to be a lot closer than it was, but I think maybe this next round is the one that's going to be very close in the votes. Uh, All of these songs at one point or another have, have locked out their competitor. Um, And uh, Heights is the only, is the one most recent to do so. And next week we'll have Allie and Robert on to, to talk through these songs to get us to a final four. And uh, we'll go from there. Anyway, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Max. Thanks you, thank you, Eddie. Thank you, John. Thank you, Mariah. Uh, sometimes I forget to thank Mariah at the end. Uh, you Don't know, you she's always. sitting <laughs> right here. Um, this is great. And uh, thank you, listeners, for listening. And I also just want to shout out very quickly. This is a little, little Easter egg for the listeners. Listen to Elaine Stritch at the end of the original cast album because she sings so out of tune and stops well before the last note. And it's just, it's absolutely incredible. She's like, just complete and just like and then goes stops. down and then just stops. She just drops it's out. It's like they looked at somebody behind the booth being like, stop it, Elaine, stop it. It's so good.